It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you season two of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. All right, we broadcast from Borgata today, right outside uh, the Gypsy Bar. Joe Camera and uh, John Ritchie. Happy St. Patrick's Day to everyone. Happy Friday of the NCAA Tournament which is always one of the great days in the sports calendar on an annual basis. Also in the midst of NFL free agency and the Sixers trying to, you know, Sixers, by the way, back at it tonight. They're only a game back at Boston. So they really are getting close to that two seed. And that is key. That is key. Because if they can get to two seed, look, it doesn't solve the second round playoff issues, but it certainly would make it easier to have game one at home and potentially a game seven at home. And, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're making a push. There's no doubt about that. All right, let's get some more on uh, NFL free agency. Our next guest joins us every Tuesday. But we also grab him a couple extra times when, uh, when, when the situation warrants it. And with NFL free agency hot and heavy, let's turn to our man, Mr. Elliot Shore Parks. How you doing, Elliot? Hey, what's going on, guys? How you guys doing? Quite a bit, man. Quite a bit, including Pete Hammer coming up in about 25 minutes. And obviously, I expect another victory, so it's all good. Good luck. Good luck. Now, do you mean that, or was that no. a throwaway yeah. comment? No, you I, don't. I enjoy, really? I enjoy when you. I enjoy when you win. I think it's Elliot, I can, what you're doing. Yeah, I can. Yeah. I can. I can <laughs> Elliot's a fan of the Hammer winning. This is true. Yeah. You're a good man, I Elliot. Greatness. I, I, I always have. Yeah. Oh, oh man. No. Thank you. Checks in the mail, Elliot. All right, uh, <laughs> dude. Let's let's. It's actually not in the mail. All right, let's get to it here. Um, C.J. Gardner Johnson. He tweeted yeah. yesterday about the disrespect. Gut feeling, Elliot. Was he talking about the Eagles or the league? Because if he's talking about the Eagles. That's bad news for the Eagles. If he's talking about the league, that's great news for the Eagles. What do you think his intent was? Yeah, so I've covered a lot of crazy free agency stories with this team uh, in 10 years. This is one that I think I've had the hardest time getting a read on in in those 10 years. I mean, I I think the Eagles want him back, right? But I think to that tweet, what Chauncey Gardner-Johnson is finding is the market is not there for him. So I think is the tweet directed at the Eagles or the league? It's, it's probably both, right? I, I think that he thought he was going to get paid more than he clearly is getting is getting offers out there, right? 
But it makes sense when you think about the fact of why he's not getting huge offers. He's played the position for one year. He missed time, albeit to a freak injury, but he did miss time, right? So ultimately, I just think the league is viewing him as what he is, which is a versatile piece, right? He can do different things, but he, he's not great at safety yet. And so if he wants great safety money, I just don't think he's proven enough. So ultimately, I think that's what the tweet's about. It's that he's not getting the offers everyone thought he was going to get. So what's the time frame that you expect for something to be done with CJGJ by some team? Hopefully the Eagles. Well, it's funny. With free agency, we expect it, and it often does happen very quickly, right? Like within 24 hours, you're making a life-altering decision. But in reality, there really isn't a deadline, right? I mean, this could go on for another week. He could wait – he, he could wait and see if a team changes their mind. He could, you know, wait and see if another team jumps in. I think from the Eagles' perspective, I would caution him, like, getting into a, a you know, a negotiating war with Howie is probably a losing proposition. Howie's very good at setting his number and not moving off that number. So, you know, obviously, look, I wish it was resolved today. I want to see what's going to happen. But I, I don't get a sense that, you know, like the Eagles are rushing to get this deal done. Elliot, you know what I wonder if it's going on? And, and, look, we all thought he had a really good year, no question. Six interceptions and a great Super Bowl performance. He, he was good. But I wonder if league executives think he benefited from a great defense, a, a front four that was constantly creating pressure. Quarterbacks would heave the ball up. He benefited from that. Outstanding cornerbacks that did a pretty damn good job of locking things down. He benefits as a ball-hawking safety from that standpoint. I wonder if they think he's just not as good as he looked, so to speak. Yeah, and I, I, think, they're, I think they're right. right? Like, look, I, I understand why fans are excited about Sean. He's, he's fun to cover. He's exciting to watch, right? all those things. The reality is he was not as good as those six interceptions indicated last year. And mm. the proof is out there in the fact that he still has not been signed, right? And you're not seeing those big-money offers for him. I think sometimes interceptions can be a little misleading on how well a player played, right? Like props to him. They were, they were big plays. He deserves credit for them. But outside of that, I thought he was not that great in coverage at the beginning of the year. Now he's learning a position, right? New, new team, all those things. But the bottom line is, to your point, like I do not believe he was the elite player that this like fever pitch has reached you know, when he's going wow. to sign. I think – if they sign them, it's fine. If they don't, it's fine, too. I, I don't think it makes a difference. Elliot, I was a little surprised yesterday. Darius Slay, when the numbers came out, three years, $42 million, $23 million fully guaranteed. It was more than I expected. Was it more than you expected? You know, it was actually a little less than I expected. Because wow. when, when, when you look at it, he was going to get $17 million this year. That, that was his base salary, right? So he, that's essentially guaranteed money in the way that he, that's what he was going to get. He, he gets now $23 million guaranteed, right? So he gets, six, he gets six more million guaranteed. He'll probably be on the roster next year. So that's, you know, that's more than $23 million. But ultimately, like, it wasn't, you know, $17 million a year or anything. Like, I, I think that he got a decent bump, but I, I don't think it's an overpay. He's still a really good player. He, he was one of the best number one corners in the league last year. So I, I think that's worth paying for. But, no, I don't think it's way too much money or more than I expected. Elliot, how much cap space do the Eagles now have to work with to try to get something done with CJ, GJ, and do we have the ability to make more cap space? Yeah, all right. So, so get a pencil out, right? Because it's complicated, as always. But, <laughs> okay. um, all right, so, so right now they're at around $3 million, and that's with Jason Kelsey, Brandon Graham, Boston Scott, and Fletcher Cox all under contract, right? So $3 million with those guys already signed. They still have to add to that number 
Rashad Penny, Bradbury, Marcus Mariota, who they reportedly signed today, right? And the Slay restructure is not in there yet. So once all those happen, I think Slay is going to add around $10 million, Penny $1 million, Bradbury $5 million, and Mariota around $3 million. So once all these deals are done, there are about $4 million left over. So can they open more space? Yes, they can absolutely open more space. You restructure Lane Johnson, which I still expect to happen, and that probably opens another $10 million. So the, the short answer is I think they'll be at about $14 million before they sign uh, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, if they sign him. And that's plenty of space to do so if they want. El- Elliot, the active Eagles, and they have been. I mean, this hasn't been dormant. They, they, they've kept both corners. They've got a pretty expensive backup quarterback. Do, do, and they might still keep Gardner-Johnson. Do you think it is an indication that Jalen will actually take less than he otherwise could have gotten? It's a great uh, question. Uh, you know, I, I don't think that when Jalen's contract comes out, we're going to see that he took a significant type of cut, which is what he really will have to take when you think about it, um, in order like to, for it to be noteworthy. But, yeah, I, I've always thought the whole time that when the Jalen deal is announced, the initial reaction will be, wow, that's a team-friendly deal, but also, wow, Jalen got paid. I think he'll get a ton of guaranteed money, but I think one way he can really help this team is the way he structures it. Like, his cap hit this year is around $6 million, I believe. There's a good chance when his deal is announced and done, that number barely moves, right? Mm -hmm. So what he can do is he can structure it in certain ways where maybe next year, right, like he has a low base salary. You know, he can do things to create salary salary cap space. So, no, I don't think he's going to take any type of significant pay cut. But, yes, I do believe that they're able to do all these things because Jalen is probably helping them with how he's structuring the deal. How good is Marcus Mariota? Well, not that good, I would say. I mean, he was he was bad in uh, in Atlanta last year. He was benched, uh, yeah. didn't handle it well, right? Uh, you know, you saw the stories about him walking away from the team. Um, so, you know, I, I don't think he's – I know the name is an exciting one. Uh, I don't think he's, like, an elite backup or anything like that. But he's probably better than Gardner Minshew. He can do, he can do things that Minshew can't, right? I think he's probably – Probably just as good as a passer. Minshew maybe a little better, but Mariota adds a ton in the running game. So I think it's a fine signing. It's relatively low money. If you're a team that's going to be playing big games this year, which we assume they will, having a veteran is a, is a good move there. And I'd also say he had last year, he had 15 passing touchdowns. That's as many as Daniel Jones had. So I guess maybe they got him at a discount compared to uh, what the Giants had to pay for Jones. Who's our starting running back? Uh, I think it's going to be a committee type of thing. Uh, as of now, I mean, with these four, I would say Rashad Tenney walks into camp as, as the guy that might get the most chances. Mm. But I still think they're going to make a. Uh, I still think they're going to make a move. I don't think they're done at running back. I just think that when you look at the foundation of the team, they're they're good at a lot of things. They were obviously great at a lot of things last year. I still feel to me like like the backbone is the running game, and I don't see how you can go into a season with a, a running back that, you know, has missed so much time and is such an uncertainty and really having no sure thing at the position. So individually, I think I like all, I like all the guys, right? They all have upside. But as a collective unit, I just don't think it's a, it's a good enough unit for a team that's expected to, uh, to you know, go to the Super Bowl and win it. So I, I think the starting number one running back is probably not on the roster. Elliot, um... What's next for the Eagles beyond what we've talked about? I mean, what what do you see? You know, they made a move yesterday. They got a cornerback. Um, yeah. I, I suppose that's probably an indication they don't love uh, Zach McPherson, I guess. 
Uh, yeah, what I else? Mean, he, he's like a maybe won't make the roster guy. But yes, I yeah. agree that that's an interesting sign. What else is sort of on tap that we haven't discussed that you know could could go down this weekend? Yeah, so I think the the focus is going to be on linebacker and safety uh, for obvious reasons, and there are some interesting names out there. You look at uh, Drew Tranquil; he's a 27 year old, played for the Chargers, 146 tackles last year, 10 tackles for a loss. That's someone they could target. John Johnson, uh, they had interest in him a few years ago when he was a free agent. John Still, Johnson. <laughs> yeah, John Johnson. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not not the overnight host, the uh, the player, but yeah, <laughs> John Johnson. Uh, only 27. He plays a position Marcus Epps plays, so he's someone to look at. But I really think their biggest need is still defensive tackle. Like I, I think they need to shore up that spot more before they go into the draft. But yeah, the middle of the defense, the tackle spot, the linebackers, the safeties. Uh, I think those are still the, the positions they need to address. All right, Elliot. Final thing here, man. We're discussing today who's the best player in Philly sports. Is it Embiid, Hurts, or Bryce Harper? Who is it? <laughs> So a month ago, I made this list, and I put Embiid third. But now, I mean, it is, it is Joel Embiid. And I'll take it a step further and say, like, we might be witnessing the best individual performance by a Philly athlete, like, I don't know, 20 years. Like, I can't think of the last time a player in Philly was this great, right? And I know he has to do in the postseason and all those things. But he's the best player in the NBA right now. Like, he deserves the MVP. He's maybe the most unstoppable force on offense. I can't think of a player in any sport – that was this level of greatness, uh, you know, in, in a long time. So I you know what you comes to El, you know what comes to mind for me because I'm rifling through in my head. I'm thinking, you know, AIO one Carson 2017, Jalen. He was better than Iverson. Jalen 2022, um, you know, Bryce 2021. But you know what might be the number one one of the last 30 years is what? Ryan Howard's 06. Yeah, dude, 306, 58. I mean, yeah, 58 homers and close to 150 RBIs and a th- over 300 batting average. Now, I mean, the, my, <laughs> I mean, my, my it's like silly. But, so but to be fair, he was not a good defensive player, and he was not a great base runner. So, you know, you got to balance it a little bit. Yeah, and look, I think you guys are right. He was unbelievable. But I would counter that and say the weight Joel carries on his shoulder is much heavier than the one Ryan Howard carried, right? Just the reality of baseball. He can't impact the team Joel the way Joel yeah. does. So I agree he was probably individually better than Joel, but I, I would give it to Joel. Elliot, great work, man. We look forward to talking to next week. Uh, Eagles obviously aren't done. No one in the league is done, and uh, it's going to continue over the weekend. Thanks, buddy. Yep, sounds good. Talk to you. All right, there he is, Elliot Shore Parks.